Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today I'm going to get a little spicy and talk about, I'm just a little heated up about this topic. And from, based on reviews and DMs, you guys like when I get a little spicy and just kind of talk about things. Um, And so I'm just going for it. Before I forget and before we jump into this episode, a couple of things to remember. One, if you watched, if you listened to last week's episode where I talked about how much we spent on our Hawaii trip and the COVID protocols and things like that. I also announced in that episode that we created a travel guide, how to save money while traveling. And if it's $15, but if you want it for free, all you have to do is email our team, contact at deeper-than-money.com. Email, leave a review on the Deeper Than Money podcast screenshot your review, email it on over to our team, and they will send you a unique code to go and get that travel guide for free. So if you want that, we're only doing it for like two more days after you've seen this. So two days left to go and leave a review, email, get it for free, get it for free. Okay, second announcement. That was first announcement, second announcement, then we're diving in. Second announcement is that the masterclass has officially dropped for this upcoming month. And so if you are excited to learn all things about how to manage your credit cards, how to optimize using credit cards, understanding your credit score, and things like that. So we've had a masterclass on debt, but this masterclass will be specifically on your credit report, your credit score, and optimizing your credit card. So if you want to enroll in that masterclass, as always, we are enrolling through the last day of the month. I don't know what day the month ends on. Let's pull that up. Okay, 28th, that's February. So you have less time than normal. So on the 28th, that's your last day to enroll. So you have a little bit less than a week if you're listening to this in real time to go and snag your um, spot. So we'll put the link for you to go read more about the masterclass, see if that's something that you want to attend. And then the masterclass will be on the 8th and you get to... If you sign up, then you get the masterclass that you can attend live. If you can't attend live, no worries. You get the recording. Um, We do an hour and a half presentation. Sometimes it runs a little longer, two hours. And then we do about a 30-minute Q&A. 
if you want to attend live and then if you can't attend live you get the recording and then you get the workbook and all that you cannot buy it afterwards so make sure if that's something you want to do you grab it ahead of time um now the the other thing that i will really quick touch on and then i promise we'll get into the episode is the monthly masterclass membership versus buying the one-time thing. So we have two options if you want to sign up for the masterclass. You can just buy the masterclass. You can go in, log in, pay the um, $39 or $37 to go to the one-time masterclass, or you can pay $24 and you're signed up for next month's masterclass, and then you're automatically charged $24 every month for you to go in and have enrollment to each month's masterclass. So those are the two options. Um, pick whichever one you'd like, and let's dive in to this episode where I'm going to get a little spicy. So I see this a lot in the financial industry, but I also see this a lot for people who are wanting to, you know, it's like personal development, Monday motivation, all of this stuff, where there's this narrative of if you don't have something, you just aren't working hard enough. Like if you have debt, you're just not working hard enough because other people have paid off debt. Or if you have, you know, same thing, student loans, well, you're not working hard enough because other people have paid off their student loans. Or if you don't have a big enough savings or if you haven't invested enough or if you haven't this, then you're just not working hard enough. And I'm going to challenge that today for, for a lot of reasons. But first, it perpetuates this idea that we have to be overworked to be worthy of what we have. Okay, we have to be overworked to be worthy of what we have. I have seen this come up in my life so many times, right? From a young age, I was taught that you have to work really, 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 really hard to make money and to earn money and to be worthy of having money. And so for me, this showed up by putting way more on my plate than I probably should have or putting more than I could just handle. And then it, you know, always ends in like it would end in a feeling burnt out or a little breakdown or whatever. And I mean, this really started in high school. I would sign up for like all these jobs. I would nanny. I would do extracurricular activities. And I was just so busy in schoolwork, whatever. I was so, so busy. Then I went to college, same thing. I had all of these classes, obviously, because I was in college and extracurricular activities and friends. And then I also had five part-time jobs that I was running around and always trying to pick up more hours, always trying to do more. And... I always felt overworked, but if I had a day off or something, I would feel guilty. I would, I would say, I am not doing enough. I am not working hard enough. I am slacking or behind. And so, and again, it comes down to this narrative that I thought you have to be working really, really, really hard and and overworked and expressing to people, right? Like I was the girl that was like, oh my gosh, you guys, you don't understand. I'm so busy. Even though like everyone's busy, everyone had tests. A lot of my friends, you know, had jobs and things like that. And so my whole point is that, and, and this, I will still see this narrative come up for me. I am constantly saying yes to things or putting things on my plate 
And I have to be intentional about saying, oh no, just because I have the time does not mean I have to say yes to things because, you know, more things come up and especially as Deeper Than Money is growing as a business, there, there's so many, so much more things to do and projects to take on and all that, which is great, right? I'm so grateful for that. And it's, it's awesome to be able to have this opportunity, but I have to make sure that I am not in a state where my natural state is overworked. Okay. I have to make sure I'm not in a state where my natural state is overworked. I have to be intentional about adding space, adding time off, not going on social media, not logging into email at 10 p.m. when I'm, you know, laying in bed instead of just like chilling and reading a book or like hanging out. So that's part one, right? Part one is that we have to stop this narrative in ourselves for ourselves that we need to be overworked. Okay, that's part one. We need to be intentional about creating space, creating rest, creating just chill time, and also not my filling. Apologies. Oops, my, I couldn't hear what you said. My Apple Watch is trying to get in this podcast. Um, but also not filling the space to where I know I'm guilty of this. You might be guilty of this too, where even when I'm chilling, right? Even if I'm, oh, I'm just like, you know, Shay and I are watching a movie or something. I might be on my phone on social media while I'm watching a movie and then we'll get done and we'll be doing, like, I'm always doing something to where I have to be, there's like so many layers, right? Like, ogres are like onions wait is that right yeah ogres they have layers right same thing like this there's a layer of i my natural state does not need to be overworked then the next layer is okay i'm going to put in time my calendar to rest to chill and then another layer is okay i need to put in time my calendar just to be to maybe do some meditation, to journal, to not have my phone on, to not have the TV on, to not have so many distractions and to also not let my mind wander back to my email list, my to-do list, what I'm doing next week, what I'm doing the week after, big goals that I, you know, all that stuff. So that's number one of, especially when it comes to money of like, I'm just not doing enough. We, we tell ourselves this own narrative of I'm behind and I suck and I just need to work harder and harder and harder. And so if I don't have a goal that I hit yet, we really internalize that. So that's part one of identifying is my natural state overworking? Is that my natural state? And if it is, you know, starting to identify what are ways that we can logistically walk through that. And then also ways that we can start challenging the narratives that like the beliefs that are leading to our action. So again, for me, I had this belief growing up. I was taught that you have to work really, really, really hard for money all the time. And this is even funny, but I had a job where, um, I worked at this, like at fairgrounds in concession stands, basically. And the boss who is, you know, super, he's like the king of hustle and just constantly working, overworking, um, works 24 seven. And he had this phrase for all the, you know, teenagers. Actually, I think I was like 13 when I was doing this. 
that he said, if you are leaning, you could be cleaning. So, you know, I'm working in the, uh, what are those hot dogs on a stick called? Corn dogs. If I'm working the corn dog stand and I'm leaning on the counter, if I'm leaning, I could be cleaning, right? Like if, if you're sitting there not helping a customer wipe down the counters, uh, clean some dishes, do right? Like do something. And I think I really took that to heart. I mean, I definitely already had that belief, but then I kind of had that, that kind of like rang true for me all the time. Whereas like, if I was, um, even like this, I'd be babysitting. I babysat and nannied a lot. I was fun fact. I was a living nanny in Amsterdam. I, um, nannied a lot. I nannied all the time. And there were so many times where I would be nannying until, I don't know, like 11 PM midnight for, you know, the parents are going out to dinner or something or traveling. So I'm literally babysitting at midnight and I'm doing some homework, whatever. And then I hear the garage door and immediately I think to myself, oh my gosh, I got to put my homework away and look like I'm cleaning and look like I'm uh, putting the toys away or look like I can't, they can't know I watch TV, which is hilarious because the families that I babysit for were always like, eat all of our food and watch our TV and hang out. But in my head, I was like, no, they'll, they'll think I'm lazy. They'll think I'm not worth paying them, you know, watching their kids. Obviously the kids like were asleep by them. And so again, I had this internal narrative. I still have to work hard to go above and beyond and to not let that internal narrative that I was taught as a kid still be ruling my life as a 25-year-old. So that's part one, okay? Part one is identifying. Identifying if we are overworking, how does that play a role in our lives? How does that play a role specifically in relation to our beliefs around money, okay? Part one boom, part one is done. Now we're ready for part two. Part two is more external about what we are projecting onto others. Okay. But I mean, also you could compare this to like internal stuff too, but mostly with others. Number two, the second part of this is stop comparing outcomes. If you aren't comparing resources, Stop comparing outcomes if you aren't comparing resources. I see this all the time in the financial industry, and I think so much financial shame and financial guilt come from this narrative of comparing financial outcomes and not comparing resources. So for example, I recently saw a post of someone, they were talking about the like student loan forgiveness and if Biden is going to forgive $10,000 of federal loans and bada bing, bada bum. And um, anyway, this person was saying, well, you know, I paid off or I, I didn't have student loans. So I don't know why people are complaining because I didn't have student loans. And so like you shouldn't be Like, you shouldn't be happy about this. Like, you should have just paid off your student loans or you shouldn't have taken student loans. And what irks me about that is, again, you're comparing outcomes. So let's say we'll look at two people, okay, that we're comparing. Person A has no student loans, okay? They didn't have to take out any student loans. They went to college. Boom, okay? Student B did take out student loans. And now they they have student loans right now. So the outcome, again, student A 
no per, no student loans, student B, student loans. Let's say student A is working a job and did have to pay for some college. Okay, cool, great, great for them. And let's say student B also had a job and worked the same or double the hours as student A and um, was also you know, paying off some of the loans or paying to go in addition to the loans. What we're not looking at is all of the other resources that student A has versus student B. Maybe student A's parents were able to pay for it and student B's parents weren't able to. Maybe student A's parents um, you know, filed a FAFSA and got financial aid, whereas student B's parents um, weren't able to file the FAFSA or didn't know about it or didn't have the educational resources on how, how to do it or did it incorrectly on accent or like whatever. Maybe they don't have that parent, those parent figures that student A might have. Maybe they had other things, other curveballs in life. Maybe they had, um, they didn't have the same, again, like parent figures in the home. Maybe they dealt with other things like systemic oppression or maybe in, in high school they had to help their parents pay the bills or whatever, whatever. Again, my frustration doesn't come with someone saying like, hey, I worked really hard to pay off my student loans. I'm really proud of myself. That's awesome. I think that's great. I, I, and I, that's what I help people do, right? I help people either pay off their loans if that's their goal or do something else. Again, that's not what I'm mad about. What I'm mad about is that so many people want to say, well, I was able to do this. Why can't you? And kind of come at other people when you're not comparing the, the resources. And also, it's, it's, impo- like it's almost impossible to compare resources because it's not just how much did your parents make? How much did my parents make? But maybe the other one person is uh, dealing with other disabilities that they have or maybe struggling with a mental illness or doing this. There's just so many things. And so here's my PSA to one, stop comparing other people to you of like, well, I did this. So like they should stop being lazy or they're not working hard enough again. That's how it ties into part one. But also stop looking at other people and shaming yourself for where you're at. Um, I see this again a lot in the financial industry where it's like, you know, hey, I paid off, um, like for me, Chloe, I paid off thirty over $36,000 of debt in 18 months. I do not want you to look at that and then shame yourself if that is not, if you were able, if you paid off less debt in that amount of time, right? You might have had a smaller source of income. You might have had other medical things that came up. You might have had other things you're dealing with. You might, whatever. And it just, oh, and it goes the other way too. Let's say you were able to pay it off faster and then you're like, oh, shaming. Well, they, you know, I was able to do it faster than this. And I just see that all the time. I see that all the time and I'm so freaking over it. I'm so over it. And I think we should all be in together and all be over it together. And you can do this in a loving way when somebody points this out of saying, when somebody says, well, you know, I did this, why can't somebody else? Why can't they? Why can't she? Why can't he? Pointing out and just saying, well, you know, you were able to do that with the resources that you have and the resources that they have might be different. 
And so with different resources, a lot of times you're going to see a different outcome. Boom. Okay. Having a conversation like that with friends, with family, with whoever allows you to really be, in my opinion, part of the change, part of just being a little softer and a little kinder to other people who might have a different experience from you. Okay. And that's, that's important, right? That's important. We're not just here to learn how to get, how to build wealth faster, right? We're not just here for that. We're also here to understand how, as we build wealth, how can we use that to be really good people? How can we use that to create change? How can we use that to, um, leave the world a better place than how we found it? So that is my love letter to you today (sighs) is to make sure that one, you're not comparing yourself to others and two, you're not comparing others to yourself either way, but that we're just being a little kinder, a little more compassionate and remembering that your financial journey is going to look differently than other people's and that's okay. I want it to. I want it to support your life of what you want to do and So it's okay to get inspiration. It's okay to look outwards and say, oh, what are you doing? And get this information and see this. But at the end of the day, your financial journey is personal to you. And that's, you know, that's why they call it personal finance. But don't, right? There we go. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Again, remember the reminders in the beginning of the episode to go and get the travel guide for free. If that's something that you want, just leave a review, send it to our team. And then also enroll in this week's masterclass. Again, the link will be in the show notes for you to go check out and enroll. And we'll see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.